Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comments and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors, Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I'm the president of Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm, and we're located in Riverside. We serve the Inland Empire. I'm a certified financial planner, and there are three other individuals in our office that are also certified. We also have one that's an attorney, Jeremiah Lee. And if you'd like to know more about our firm, I would really encourage you just to go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com, or just simply call. The phone number is 951 954-7011. Now, every week what I do is I divide my program into three segments. The first segment is what I refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first segment of the program today, I want to talk about something that I've mentioned and talked about in the past, and that is 529 educational savings accounts. Now, for many of you, that are listening to me, your children may be grown and gone and out of the household. You may be through with that educational cost and getting them started in life in that way. But if you have grandchildren, or if you're listening to me and you do have young children, a 529 is probably one of the best ways to accumulate money to help pay for college and higher education at a later date. Now, again, the 529 comes in two basic forms. You got one that's kind of acts like a savings account, but there also are some kinds where you can actually do a prepaid tuition program. Now, in California, I have not met a single university that has a prepaid tuition, and I don't typically recommend them, even if it was available, because picking a college or university when a child is literally just being born, like one years of age, and, and really saying you're going to go to that school or that university when you reach age 18 or 19 doesn't seem very practical to me. So I don't typically recommend that kind of, um, that kind of direction with that. Now, what are the benefits of a 529? The 529, first of all, all of the contributions into a 529, it's after-tax dollars. So there's no tax deduction for the contribution, but all of the income, all of the earnings inside of the 529 they grow tax-free. There's no taxes on the growth. Now, if you use the money to pay for qualified expenses, now qualified expenses are typically tuition, room and board, you know, books, uh, computer equipment, things like that, then the money that comes out of the 529 is not subject to income tax. You can just write a check for it, send it and pay for that. You can either reimburse yourself or go directly to the school. And they've also changed some of the character of the 529. And for those of you that have children that go to private school, K through 12, you can withdraw $10,000 to help pay for that tuition for private education. So they've expanded 
some of the uh, some of the benefits or or the the people that you know the entities that you can pay into. In addition to that, you can transfer between between family members, so between uh, children as well as cousins, some others, and it's it's pretty flexible within the family who can use the five twenty nine. You can even use it for yourself if you wanted to. Um, are there some downsides? And yeah, there are. There's some risks. First of all, that uh, the biggest risk is that your child won't go to school. You have all this money accumulated and it's not being used and you have no place to go with it. So if you take some money out of a 529, all of the earnings are treated like you would from an IRA. You, it's a premature distribution. It all goes to ordinary income tax and you have to pay an excise tax on top of that. So it's a penalty to not use it for the right purposes. Um, the investment options are numerous. Typically, they're in the form of funds. You can't buy individual stocks within a 529, but they are pretty, uh, you know, they're, they're, there's a wide variety of funds that are available now. Now, typically, what most people do use is what they refer to as a target dated fund. They start out when the child is first born. And so the, the fund is more aggressive, but as the child gets closer and closer to the age of use, in other words, closer to going to college, they start to reduce the risk. So there's less chance of losing principal when you actually need the money. Now, again, you can be more aggressive and you can actually make adjustments twice a year and bypass the whole re, the, you know, the risk reduction and just stay in a high risk category. But you also have the you know, the risk of losing money when you need it the most at the other end. But you can make changes twice a year within most plans. Now, um, the money can be used literally for just about any higher education. Or like I said before, you have a $10,000 option for a K through 12 on a private tuition. So if, you're, if your child goes to a trade school, as well as to a state college or a university, the 529 can be utilized and pulled out of that, that account to pay for the things like tuition and books and room and board, those types of things. Now, where there's a lot of states that offer, and my clients, we use the ones, we, we deal with TD Ameritrade and Charles Schwab, and they have very specific plans, very low cost. They can put money into them. And we normally set it up on some kind of monthly, uh, you know, contribution. So whatever the client would like to see done, we've set one up for all of our grandchildren. And we started when they were first born. And it's amazing to me, our oldest grandchild right now is 16 and how much money has been accumulated with a, with a minimal contribution on a monthly basis over 16 years. So that money is going to be available for her as well as for all of our grandchildren and we have some grandchildren that probably aren't going to use them. So we can we can uh, combine them so that we can use them for one versus for the other one. So the money doesn't disappear. And that's one of the reasons why we suggest to people is don't fund the 529 at 100% of use. I've had some clients where they get to the end and they have excess money. And they look at me and say, what can I do with this? And I, there's very You're very limited as to what you can do with it. You can help to pay down loans if your child has a loan, but you're still limited as to what you can use for that. It's only $10,000. So if, you're, if your child has a loan that's much higher than that, it's, it's gonna help, but it's not going to pay off the loan. So you, what, we, what we suggest typically is you fund about 50% of your child's education using a 529. One of the other factors is, is that FAFSA, in other words, when you go to get student aid, they look at a 529. So if the parent owns the 529, it can actually do an offset and slightly reduce the benefits. That's why it's probably good 
They have grandparents actually own it. And when the money starts coming in, typically comes in on the third and fourth year rather than the first and the second. So there's some strategies that you want to do that you want to take when you're actually setting up a 529 and look at the family dynamics to make sure that you're using it properly and you're accumulating in the right bucket. If you'd like to know more about this, be more than happy to help you understand what a 529 is and how you can help your children and or grandchildren or family members. Give me a call at my office. It's 951-684-7011. I'd be more than happy to sit down and talk with you about how you build an educational fund for your family. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as tactical asset management. You know, the question is, should you rebalance or not? And it seems to be the mantra of most people that they should automatically rebalance their portfolio. And it, it, it moves slightly in the position of trying to time the market. And there's a lot of strategies that have been around for a long time. You know, Dogs of the Dow has probably been one of the most um, time-oriented, where they take the 30 stocks in the Dow and they every year they do an annual rebalance and they take the, the winners and sell them and then buy the losers on the Dow and they just kind of re- adjust the uh, holdings within their portfolio. Some people have a little bit more dynamic process to that. And one of the things that we sit down and talk with people is that we're tactical. So therefore we are looking at making changes when the port- in the portfolio when it's necessary. Now, the question is, if it's automatic, it, cre- it can create some problems, particularly if you're in a taxable account. We've sat down with people over the years, I mean, the amount of income taxes that they would be subject to should they rebalance their portfolio can be phenomenal. So you have to be very strategic about what you're doing. That's why recently we have moved mostly to on taxable accounts, we've moved to individual stocks because individual stocks are just a lot easier to deal with than they are with in, in funds. And it's made the cost of buying and selling, in other words, the transaction costs have literally gone to zero. So we can we can move a client's money around, but we're more sensitive to the tax aspects of the, in other words, we do tax loss harvesting throughout the year so that we get the total return that we desire, but the tax impact is lower than what most people would expect. Now, again, I think the whole aspect of rebalancing a portfolio is that a client is trying to reduce the risk 
trying to capture the gains, but most of the instruments, most of the investment vehicles that people use are funds, whether they be mutual funds, but the most common one right now are exchange-traded funds. Now, again, these are just indexes. They're just baskets of holdings. Now, the problem is, is when you go to sell, you cannot reach inside of that particular fund and sell one individual stock or let's say a handful of stocks. You have to sell the whole thing. So you have to sell the good, bad, and the ugly. And so the capital gains that they can throw off can be phenomenal. And it's really hard to tailor the kind of portfolio that you would want to have from tax efficiency standpoint. So therefore, what we want to do is clients that have at least $250,000 or more and in a taxable account, we'd like to move them to individual stock management. It's a lot easier to manage. And then the rebalancing becomes more on the basis of the quality of the stock. And if it's continuing to run, you let it run. Now you can trim it. In other words, take some capital gains along the way. But at the same point in time, you don't want to do wholesale changes. In other words, just to sell out of position because you think it's hit its high. Well, nobody can tell you where the high is at and nobody can tell you where the low is at. So when you take a positional change, you have to be very careful about taxes. Again, how do you measure your performance? What we do is we have, we have certain benchmarks that we compare what we're doing so that we know what our performance is in relationship for the client. So if the client has a moderate risk or a low risk uh, threshold, in other words, what they want to keep they want to keep, the, let's say they're in retirement, they've got enough money set aside, and what they're trying to do is get a reasonable rate of return on their capital. They just don't want to take all the risk of the marketplace, but they don't want to go back to zero either. They don't want to just put it in the bank because banks will just give you insulting interest. At the same point in time, you want to be able to have a rate of return that you can tap into from time to time when you need to, like either on a monthly basis or quarterly basis or annual, or not, it might not, may not even be that. It may be on something that's less frequent than that, maybe like every other year or so. It just depends. Every household is different. Therefore, when you go to rebalance, you have to take a look at all these factors, tax being one of them, but also individual stocks and the rebalance. Most, mostly what we try to do right now is to build a fund, a mutual fund for the client. Now, that what that means is instead of having, let's say, five or six funds within your portfolio, you're going to end up with maybe 100 or more different stock holdings within your portfolio. Now, we have the tools and the capability, and we have some of the best minds in the world to help manage that portfolio. And what we are constantly trying to do is to build what we refer to as alpha. What is alpha? Alpha means that you take a benchmark, you take a benchmark like a fund, and say that fund is a conservative fund. What is the rate of return and what have they achieved over the last year, five years, 10 years, and so on? And what we try to do is to produce a rate of return greater than that. So if we can get one, two, 3% greater than what the benchmark is producing, we are creating alpha. Now, on the other hand, if you just have something that gives you that kind of rate of return, you have to, write, you have to look back and look at the tax impact. The tax impact can be very, very significant. So if people are buying and selling, and I've seen this a lot where they create a lot of capital gains or the worst case, they get on the other side of it and they just become paralyzed. They don't know what to do. Now, everybody's looking at the marketplace right now and it's hitting all-time high, all highs. And what they're, what they're concerned about is, will the market correct? Now, in the back of their mind, they are thinking of 2008. They're looking at a correction that can be devastating to your portfolio. Now, 
If we look at the publicly held companies, they just finished the second quarter and all the things we looked at, 75% of the companies had had better earnings than what they had pre-COVID. That means companies are making more money now than what they made almost two years ago. And that was going through after going through COVID. That means that companies, the earnings, stock prices naturally are going to go higher. So selection of companies is really important. And you want to have companies that have very low debt. They have a strong position within the marketplace, and they're either going to take more market share or they're going to acquire and, and do acquisition of other companies. These are companies that you're constantly doing research. And there's thousands of companies we're looking at. It's not just a handful. It's not just the S&P 500 or the Dow Jones, which is like 30 companies. You're looking at uh, the universe of companies. And, and you couple that with what's going on with these low interest rates. Bonds are the riskiest asset within the portfolio. So you have to be very careful. So you want to stay in lower duration bonds, but that also reduces the rate of return. So the emphasis is going to be more equity. So things are skewed because the Federal Reserve, the government is putting their hand into the marketplace. And when the government does that, the normal market forces are, are somewhat skewed. And with that, you have to take a look at that information to be able to make good choices, good decisions about the asset selection going forward. Again, we like blue chip stocks and we like stocks that have dividends, but all stocks aren't necessarily going to be dividend payers. There's a lot of good growth companies that don't pay dividends. They just continue to do a capital gain. So the question is, is what do you build in that portfolio? Do you have a higher percentage of those kinds of stocks within your portfolio that could potentially retrace their gains quickly? So again, it takes management, it takes oversight, and it takes a great deal of of work in order to accomplish the management of your portfolio. That's what we do. We don't, I always tell clients, we don't do genius work in here. We just do work. And we have an army of the top-notch individuals that are very good at asset management. If you'd like to talk to me about it, if you'd like to talk to me about what your retirement goals or what your income goals or your accumulation goals are, give me a call. My phone number is 951-684-7011. Remember, my first interview is always free. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org. Or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that uh, I refer to as news you can use. Um, I read an article and I, I clipped it out of the Wall Street Journal and the title on the article is Turning Your Garage Into Money. And I've talked to more and more people about this. Uh, in California, you can do what they refer to as an ADU. That is an additional dwelling unit or an accessory dwelling unit. And it's where you convert your garage into an apartment, basically is what it comes down to. 
And there's a lot of legislation that and push from Sacramento to be able to do this. Now, again, not every neighborhood um, can do this, but generally speaking, if your home is situated and you have enough land in your apartment, I mean, your garage and such, uh, you can go, you can walk through the steps and you can get this additional dwelling unit. This member, they used to call this a granny flat and you'd have to go through all these hoops and, and such in order to get this done. But now you can have these additional dwelling units and anybody can live in them. So it's not age restrictive. And what they're trying to do is to build additional units in the, in the higher cost areas of the country. So California, particularly in Southern California, uh, we are, um, primed for having lower cost rental units available to the public. You know, these things are going on all over the place. Now, again, this article talks about, first of all, this woman out of San Diego and it kind of walks through her experience. And she took about $130,000 in order to convert a detached one car garage. And she turned it into a two bedroom investment property. She's now renting it out for $2,000 a month. She's renting it out to a retired person. And it was so successful, she's going on to look at another property to do the same thing. In fact, there seems to be a lot more sales and buyers are looking at buying properties where they can either take an attached garage or a detached garage and turn them into an additional dwelling unit. Now, in some areas, this is actually a very smart thing to do. Now, you may have some pushback from your neighbors, so you got to make sure you go through the permit process. So don't go out there and all of a sudden just thinking, you're going to make some quick changes to your garage and turn them into a, an apartment. It probably is going to backfire on you, particularly if you do it without a permit and go through the whole process. Now, it's not, it's not cheap, in other words, to take a garage and turn it into a dwelling unit. Remember, you got to bring in plumbing. you got to bring electrical. you got to insulate it. You got, there's a lot of things you have to do in order to make that a livable apartment. So, again, I always, I always caution people. It's not just an automatic. But if your property is situated in such a way that you have additional space, and if you particularly if you have a detached garage, this is perfect. And I'm a big believer in utilizing, particularly for family, but for people that you know that you know what their relationship is with you, that this might be ideal for them to have an additional dwelling that they can come live with you, but it's not in your home. So you have the separation. Uh, again, you know, you want to make sure that you're really clear about um, what their obligations are and what your obligations are. But I, I've talked to a lot of clients about this, and I've had a couple that have said, yes, this makes sense. So we give them we give them uh, kind of push them towards a, a contractor that has done this, who has worked with the city and the county on building these additional dwelling units. But we see more and more of this all the time. If you'd like to have a copy of this article. Again, it's a Wall Street Journal article, and I'll be more than happy to send you out what, what is basically a free reprint of this. It was in the August 27th edition. It was on a Friday. And the name of the article is Turning Your Garage Into Money. But oftentimes, you're going to be sitting on equity on an asset that you're not using. And this would be an ideal way for you to make that available to you so that in other words, with a with a with hundred thousand dollars to one hundred fifty thousand dollars, you can turn this into income and a source of growth and additional equity will build on your property for future value. It's a simple and easy way to do that, and it would be something that if your property is situated properly, I would really um, I would really encourage you to take a good hard look at it.
So anyway, I'll send out this article to you. Just call our phone number. It's 951-684-7011. Or just simply go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. The information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor.